you know, on the ledge of the, the toilet. And I remember what I ate because I saw oh. french fries in my barf and it was kind of pinkish. So, wow. sorry, sorry, listeners. Um, and I just, I remember there was this little asshole. His name was Nick Downs. I'll never forget this. And he was trying to be a little bit sexually assaulty. And I was already not there. And I'm like, I You're just like, I already missed it. the salt, honey. I just, I just drank it to my face. I didn't yeah. use any salt. And I'm like, it's I'm, like, I'm going to be a salty. You're like, no, 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 no. You're not. There's no salt. I'm here. like, I'm not going to do anything with you. Ah. Yeah. That's when you vomit on yourself even more. They just yeah. don't want to rape you when you vomit on yourself. Isn't that amazing it's how amazing. that works? It, it, it's vomit. really. Yeah. Yum. But it lets you, it also lets me know how men just don't give a fuck. Well, no, but I, I was taught in the rape crisis prevention program in what, 91 or whatever, that uh, if you don't want to be raped, you just either pee yourself, shit yourself, or vomit on yourself. If if you've tried to yell for help and you've yelled fire and you've tried to, you tried the drab, grab, twist, and pull and you missed and you're freaking out, the way to avoid being raped is to shit yourself, pee your pants, or stick your fingers down your throat. And I was like, I was taught wow. this in high school, right? So wow. you did a great job. You avoided assault wow. by puking, you know, and I, smelling gross. You smelled like old tequila. I smelled like old tequila and french fries. Mm. So mm. I, I do recall running into the closet crying and I was singing a Bjork song. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. My, my friend, Michael Drummond, who I'm still friends with to this very day, comes in the closet with me, who is gay. Oh, <laughs> he came in the closet with me. And I was crying and he's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nobody likes me. I don't understand what I did. No one, I'm just so fucking Degrassi junior high crying right. moment. That was tequila. Tequila. Tequila mess. Uh, 1998. Flash forward, we'll go to 2001. I um, didn't learn your lesson. I did not, did not learn. Well, the this lesson. one is an accident. Oh, okay. So this one, I um, I'm at a friend's uh, party in St. Louis still, and uh, Sky I was messing around with. He was older than me. I was uh, ni- 18, 19 at the time, and he was like 37, Whoa. 38. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was still a virgin. Um, so we're at this party. We're drinking it. At my at the time, I was like, I liked Malibu and pineapple juice. Sure, yeah, yeah. coconut um, rum and pineapple, classic combination. Co- Delicious. And I liked dirty martinis too. Oh, so. you're an insane person. Yeah. I was you- <laughs> I, you just went from one delicious thing to one like highly disgusting, I love, like pickle juice, weirdo. I love it. The, mm-hmm. No, olive the olives juice. and dirty, olive. So, so olive we're drinking. We're all in the kitchen, and most of the alcohol, all the good stuff is gone. So all now we're down to the like the cheap alcohol, um, the Schnucks brand, which Schnucks is a store in St. Louis. So which is a bad, horrible brand. So I'm drinking this clear stuff. It's like Osco vodka. Yeah. For us out here, Osco. Uh, or Royal Gate, Royal Gate vodka. Ooh. That's rock good. That's, that's, that's homeless person. That's questionably housed <laughs> fucking uh, vodka. If you're drinking your vodka out of a plastic bottle, you probably you shouldn't issues. be drinking that vodka. You, you, you should. got issues. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm thinking at the time, because I'm an idiot, I'm thinking, oh, I'm just drinking vodka. Um, so, and I know, I'm like, this vodka tastes weird. Was it gin? No. Oh. So. This vodka, this clear liquid that's burning me tastes weird. I think yes. it's vodka, but it doesn't taste 
he's like what? so i'm I, this after i've, I've drunk like I, and i was drinking the meat too because i was trying to get to the point right because you know i'm 18 19 i don't know i know everything yay um wrong uh so the person picks up the bottle they pour it and they mix it with coke i'm like why are you mixing vodka with coke they're like that's not vodka it's tequila and the label tequila and coke is even worse yeah what are these psychotic people doing i don't know i don't believe in mixing coke in anything yeah. uh well at least the liquid form right uh so because i didn't see the label the label was not facing me the person pours it uh and I'm, he puts the bottle down and it says tequila. Oh my schnooks. God. And I'm like, you're no! drinking, drinking clear no! tequila. Is that, it's, oh, that's, that is oh, horrific. It was, and horrific. from there, when I saw that label, oh. I flashed back to me being in the closet again. I just vomited a little right now. <laughs> like, just, just even sympathetically curling oh, It you. was terrible. Oh. Right then and there, I got drunk immediately as yeah. soon as I saw that label. And I, oh. and yeah. I remember I like went, all the way up to the third floor because it was like a three-story house and I'm like swaying and I hear this guy playing acoustic guitar I'm like oh, I need to get away from this ah and so I went up to someone's bedroom and it's dark and everyone's like just let her lie down you know she'll be okay and then dude that I was talking to who I don't remember his name was he was drunk and he was trying to more sexually salty he was trying uh, to like fuck me I'm like no wow. no and I remember someone that lived in the house came in the room and they're like yo stop that she's fucking passed out yo yeah it's like ah oh, fucking sexual assault god damn i just don't I understand. think about that yeah now, now we spelunk the memories of of fucking. uh yeah they but it's it somehow somehow and i don't know if it's if it's men or boys if it's their own volition or if it's something that they've gotten from movies or brothers or other men Great or if culture. it's just if it's just pervasive in the society that they think when a girl is passed out that well she's not going to remember it anyway so it really doesn't matter and it's like but how you, just the the total lack of like seeking consent and and just thinking that like this is completely fine they, it's like fucking a corpse. I guess, yeah. I mean, if that's what you guys are into, I mean, you're not, uh, I mean, ew, you're sticking your dick in something that, you, it's not moving. It's not she, yet. You know, she's breathing at least, but. Maybe, she, yeah. She's, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. She, but she's not here, man. Right. So what, I mean, so you get to stick your, you get to stick your dick into something and woo, wow. That's. What joy. How what do joy? they, well, that's like, how do they get hard when it's like. You yeah. know, it's like, is that, I guess it's, it's, is it a passed out lady is sexy? I don't, I don't know. And especially if it's you're a drunk male thing. on top of that too, it's just like, what, I mean, yeah. I, I just I don't, don't know. I don't I, get it either. I, I, I think men are nasty. That's just, <laughs> I think they can be. I, I just, I don't understand where, where and how the culture has decided and given them the idea that it's okay that in such a large swath that, you know, sexual assault is no big deal. That they would even, I don't know, have the volition to want to do that. I, I, it just, I don't really understand. I don't really understand it. Probably because we were raised correctly and we're good people. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Just, I don't know. But we're also not men either. Because I don't hear too many women raping women. Right. Or you, I don't right. hear too many women trying to rape men. Well, I mean, I have a rape joke, but I haven't done it in a long time. But hey, Matthew Quirk, um, I have a rape joke, and I haven't done it in a long time about you know taking a, a 
when a, when a guy before he wakes up if you if he's sleeping you know and you take a flaccid dick in your mouth and you suck it till it's hard you know that's power like that's my rape joke which I think is kind of funny <laughs> but I don't say it very often because right now in this like Climate. everybody's like me too me too and I'm like ah uh, we are joined right now by Matthew Quirk how are you doing uh pretty good can I uh, use your bathroom crash your party charge my absolutely <laughs> yeah sure just like a do man. you did you park your van around the corner I'm pretty close by you're yeah. pretty close that's yeah. nice he's, he's his house his apartment is around the corner I uh so I use the visit. local laundromat and all that sort of thing oh good for you well welcome welcome to the Alta I'll join you in just Matthew a few Quirk. minutes Thank yeah you. sweet he's gonna go Use the restroom. So, uh, you, so you have to retire that joke till probably maybe a year or two. I don't know. I mean, I've been I've been doing that joke for like four years, so I don't. I haven't done it recently, but it's it's the same thing about like I'm an insensitive person. You guys can listen to last week's show if you didn't listen. Uh, I'm completely <laughs> insensitive. I'm a terrible feminist. I'm an awful. I'm a perv- I'm a handler of the rape culture. I'm completely. You like, like men more. I like. I guess I like men more. I don't know. <laughs> I found it just just to just to bring it full circle from last week. I talked to the male in question, and he had no idea that any of this was going on. Oh. He's never asked her out. He's never oh. Oh. asked used any language at all in any way. This this it actually gets a little bit more interesting. It, now. I know. I I told him. I just I thought I would be remiss if I didn't share the podcast with him, and and so I sent it to him, and I said, Hey, just want to let you know, you might want to give this a listen. I don't know where she was coming from. I I tried to defend you, but I didn't really think that your actions even needed defensing, because um, I don't think that you really did anything. I just want I just want to make you aware of this. Right. And, then, and I said at the end of it, I said that I think that you should just, just not not talk to this. Just not interact with this person at all just stop interacting with him and he was so hurt he was like it is always he's like I had no idea that I've done anything to make anyone else feel uncomfortable and he's like it's always uh, oh he's like I'm always trying to be nice to everybody and I didn't mean for anything to be taken in any way he's never been interested in her at all in a dating capacity so that sort of confuses the mix and I'm like I don't know where is this coming from exactly so now I'm like I don't know what to do it's all in someone's head I don't know so now um, but I'm excited because now that happy hour there's a bunch of different people that are going to host and I'm going to be out of town anyway so it's um so we've got this week is Alyssa Westerlund uh next week is uh, Ian Levy, then um, Arden, then um, uh, then Annette Mullaney, and then Zane Barrett. So those are the five hosts of December, and it's exciting because it gives people opportunity to host. I think it'll widen the audience for people because, I don't know, people spread it around more when they're like, I was the host, or whatever. Um, so everything works out all right in the end, but... But this is a mystery. It's a, I mean, it's a mystery. Well, and what's not a mystery is uh, tomorrow, if anybody wants to come by, from 9 in the morning until 2.45 in the afternoon, we're going to be uh, cleaning the station. We're going to be revamping everything. If you want to come volunteer for Mutiny Radio, stop on by. Come on, hell. 2781 21st Street. Yeah, we're going to... 
I'm going to try to get everything cleaned out from upstairs, get this whole place. We've got the new computer that we bought um, that's going to be the same as over here. Nice. So this will all, won't will make that crazy sound anymore. <laughs> um, it's, it's exciting upgrades and stuff. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow at the station. So if anybody wants to come by. There might be Please weed do. involved. Oh, of course there's going to be weed involved. Please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's always. In fact, I'm excited for some weed to be involved. Um, what we have here, what we're going to listen to right now, is one of my buddies, the young Ben from uh, Nomad, from the school I was teaching the guys. He sent me an email today and said, hey, will you play this um, on your show? And I said, sure, I'll play this song on your show. Um, I'm not sure if he made this song or if someone else made this song, but he wanted us to play it. He's a little youngster. Yeah. He's a 14-year-old kid, lives in the mission. He's a cool dude, and uh, he wanted us to play this. Uh, also, I'm sure that hopefully there aren't children listening to the show, but if there are parents listening to this show and you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, I'm starting a new after-school program for kids, junior high-aged uh, boys and girls, to have their own podcast on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I can take four kids each day. It's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday from four to six, so I can have a maximum of eight kids uh, during the uh, three months. So it's 12 classes, 300 bucks. So it's kind of it's a steal. It's 25. It's basically 12.50 an hour for me to hang out with your junior hire. Uh, so that they won't get into trouble and we'll be making some art and stuff. So, hey, if you're out there and you want to, it's it's a steal, actually. Uh, but here is the iPhone remix thing that he wanted me to play. us some cool weird music sweet 
Um, speaking of cool things, we're gonna watch Allison Hooker's uh, set here from the punchline. She just applied to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. So let's check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, Allison Hooker. and last name on my gym clothes. <laughs> so we just said, oh, hooker. Just, I'm like, my pants across my chest. It took me a little longer to find the funny in it. They tease me. They tease me so much that my gym teacher gave me new clothes, and she was like, sweetheart, you need to write something else. <laughs> so I wrote the hooker. I was cruising around like wearing a training bra to support the nipples that had come in. Now I wear a padded bra to support the nipples that have come in. I'm waiting. I, uh, I was actually trying to like smack my titties on a guy's face the other night. It's not even the joke yet. I broke his nose on my chest.
used to say to me when I was a teenager listening to hip hop, you know. I was like, this isn't noise, mom. It's bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Okay, <laughs> you like that song? It's a good one, had a lot of crew. I still love that misogynistic music, you know? It's like whatever music was coming out around the same time that you were gonna lose your virginity, <laughs> like you love that music for life. <laughs> to me. They just feel nostalgic, you know? Just move, bitch! Get out of the way! I'm like, oh! <laughs> also what the first guy said to me. Uh, I'm really excited that um, Allison Hooker applied. Um, that's super cool, because I... I didn't, I didn't think that she, I don't know. There's a lot of people in the scene that, like, I don't know why everyone's not applying. I mean, I'm like, cause for, for me, I'm like, give me your 10 bucks, just apply, give me 10 bucks. But then more than that, you know, I want people to want to get in, but this year's going to be super tough because there is a caliber of people that are applying. Here's 10 bucks. Oh, here's <laughs> 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 See how that works. The caliber Imagine. of people applying. Latoya saw last week. Kevin Monroe is yeah. awesome. Andy Picaro is That's like a amazing. headliner. That Ivan Garcia guy was so polished. Hunter Donaldson is coming back. So, like, there's this. And so what the, the thing that's hard for me is that, and thank God Steve Poggi is coming because he's sort of going to be my, and Jonathan helps too. And you, you've been, Latoya obviously has been helping tremendously because I have no idea when I start watching 10 of these in a row, I, I can't tell what I think is funny, what other people think are funny. And then I've, when I've watched them a few times, I'm like, is this funny? Right. And it, cause like yeah. there's, there's different funny for different people. Right. Yeah. And you want to make sure that you're not getting the same kind of funny because you're just going to have repetition. Well, I don't you, want either. You got to get criteria. Well, I don't want any. Yeah, I need a rubric. I don't want any like hacky stuff. But the other thing is that when you're watching someone's five to ten minutes, you're I'm judging on whether I think that they can do 30 plus minutes of different material over five, five days. days. So this now this happened last year, and I was I I only made a couple. There were only I think two on the whole festival that I was like. Eh, I probably shouldn't have chosen them <laughs> because they did the same set multiple times. And I was like, you're on a festival with different themes. You get over 30 minutes total. Why would you, and it's recorded. Why would you ever do the same set twice? It's it's tough to know everything about everybody. I mean, it's uh, if I may relate it to sports, being the man in the room, uh, it's it's like pitching. Some people are starters, some people are mid people, some people are closers, sure, and sure. like you know, a guy might have you know one killer set and nothing else. Right. And other people are better at just like riffing or just they got funny bones. So no matter what they're talking about, you're laughing. Sure. You sure. Know. Yeah. And and uh, there is a thing with with funny that's like I see how that would get laughs it's not funny well there's also people that there's people that are like you Matthew Quirk are a serious joke writer you write your script 
By the way, have jokes. I won't force you to uh, uh, play mine and judge it here. I'll let oh, that happen. Oh no, no, no! It's I'll let that happen the, in the mystery the, of the. the, the yeah. Uh, well, yeah. we do. We've been watching some of them on the Altcast because it's 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 twofold. One, it gives stuff so that we don't have to talk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's an opportunity during the month of November to sort of see what the submissions are because it's it's overwhelming at this yeah, point. Yeah, sure. We've had I've had like. I'm, I'm 85 submissions now, and there's still out. a couple days. I just got three more today. I can only relate this. Back in the day, I used to be a big time drug weed person, mm. and uh, we get invited to judge, you know, harvest contests. Sure, sure. How the hell do you judge, you know? Oh, and you gotta right. you gotta start coming with criteria and be like, even though you can't tell how high it gets you because you're smoking another one, right, 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 minutes, right, 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 yeah. That you gotta sort of like develop a system to recognize, like, do I feel this initial thing? Do I feel well, the other you know, problem is, is that the material itself, I'm biased to. Yeah. There's the girl from uh, Louisiana who gets up on stage and she's like, I moved to, I moved to New Orleans because I'm a drunk. And all of her jokes are about being an alcoholic. I'm laughing my ass off because she's like doing she's, jokes that are funny for she me. She speaks to you. It's relatable. Right. Yeah. For me, it's totally relatable. You're her target audience. Exactly. And it's the same thing when there's somebody with like all cat jokes. I'm like, I love now, does it mean it's fun? It means I love it. Cat jokes might fall flat in some arenas. Wait, right, well, right. I actually have a show on the festival called Cats, Cats, Cats and other animal material. And it's all just jokes about animals. And they, I just want people to do all animal-centric material. Because I have 10 minutes on my cat. I have 10 minutes about masturbating with my cat and loving my cat and my life with my cat. I have a full 10. And I'm sure there are other women or men. I'd love it. There's a crazy cat guy. Hell yeah! Like... Steve Poggi has some cat jokes. But, I, I mean, I I love cats. But, so that's the problem is that I don't... If, if somebody is here from, like, you know, New York or something, and they do, like, a bunch of cat jokes, I'm going to be like, I'm going to knee-jerk them in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they might... Because I'll be like, oh! But it's... I mean, it's hard. I kind of have to assume that... Everybody's good. Everyone's good and everyone sucks. As comedians, like we're all great sometimes and we all suck sometimes. Yeah. And are they gonna? Are they gonna suck? Damn. Um, are they gonna suck on March first through fifth? Or bombing are is they a chance be? we take. It's a great equalizer to us all. But like, yeah, I, I hear some comedians who are getting all kinds of laughs with just like redundant material, hacky, just yeah. plain shit. It's like it's not clever or funny. Yeah. So hacky. so you just gotta sort of be able to judge like okay I'm not laughing I don't think it's funny to me that's not the comedy I want to do but I can see how this guy would win an audience over sure would be, well hopefully this year get I can a lot of laughs. get I think this year is going to be uh, the best in terms of audience it's been great so far in the past two years it's been amazing but now I actually have a budget to like do marketing and Spark is helping out so much not only financially but they're letting me use their email list so to be able to direct market I mean I only need to sell 750 seats to sell out the whole damn thing yeah. and if I have access to 46,000 people that live in San Francisco Bay Area yeah better odds like way better odds than before yeah. way better and then with like you know doing all the work of like sending out the PRs and putting it on the spin goes and the 
and the do the bays and the calendars and blah 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 blah. We got your back. I don't know why. That's a new swing arm too. I have no idea why. Broke in two different ways since like she, since I've been sitting here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't like it landed in my lap at first. Yeah. My microphone that is at people out there. And uh, it's a it new just, swing arm. It, it also got possessed and just fell. Possessed. Yeah. This so place is fucking that you heard. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow it'll all be fixed because tomorrow we'll be here at the station from nine to two thirty. Come join us. Two seven eight one twenty first Street, and we're gonna clean, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take all the everything apart. We're gonna all the dust will be gone. Basically, gonna take everything out, clean it, move it all back in. We're gonna fix. I'm gonna have someone on this damn CD. I'm gonna have someone sit with a pile of CDs. If anyone has an autistic child, I'd like to put them on the floor with because somehow the uh, adults here are unable to take a CD out and put it back in a case. So I've got like huge stacks of CDs and huge stacks of CD cases with no CD with no CDs in them. That's annoying. And it's so annoying. And it's one of those things where it's gonna take someone an hour and a half. It just is, unless yeah. we just throw them all away, which I'm not willing to do because yeah. why would I do that? There's some music on there, man. Right, exactly. So, and I love CDs. That's one, my, that's one of my pet peeves too. You when know? I had CDs, like yeah. I hate it when I saw other people's like a big stack, and then I'm like, ooh, yay, look, it's a Depeche Mode CD. Where the fuck is the CD at? Yeah. Yeah, it's just the case. Yeah. And the way that so they're annoying. put terrible in places and stuff, I'm just like, oh, God. So I want to have a person just dedicated to, like, there's going to be another person that's dedicated to, we'll see how many people I get. So this, this is how I'm going to transition into what I want to talk about. Yeah, good. That sounds like women's work. Ah, oh, here so, we go. So, here we go. Good. So are you, you're, you're very excited about your misogynistic jokes. It's good. That's funny. It's good. Uh, well, that was just a spur of the moment thing I thought about. But so I wanted, you guys were talking about when I first entered the room. Uh, the whole Me Too thing. I've got a lot to say. So, uh, assault. Yeah. So uh, my nickname growing up in my family, one of the many, was uh, Maddie Me Too. Maddie Me Too? Yeah, because I had an older brother and it's like, oh, Joe's going to go, oh, Me Too. You know, I was like, Maddie Me Too. So now I can't be saying Me Too no more. It's totally now. You, this this okay, movement has they, erased my history. Just because they no, they they can't change the context of the. You can still have your history with the context. You can take it back. You and can so do I'll that. <laughs> you can back. do that. You have a genuine connection to that. Predates fr- phrase. Phrase. Predates sexual assault, as we all know, only started happening recently. Oh, it's not from the sixties. But oh. me, the Me Too thing. Now the Me Too thing actually kind of pissed me off because. Yeah, we've all been sexually assaulted. Yeah, but let's... Me too, listen to me, listen. We all, I mean... I don't want to discount any, but it sucks that we've been assaulted. It sucks that that men can. It sucks that it's pervasive in the yeah. culture that it just happens, and that I'm even like, yeah, of course it happens. We all know that. Like we did. Now, I mean, who hasn't been sexually assaulted? Yeah. Well, have you heard? I don't know. I mean, I have. I don't. The part of the the scary part of it is the fact, like, if it it happens at work and it, it, it's going to affect your job or right, you right, try right, right, right. to work yourself up. Sure, sure, sure. You know, where yeah. you're going to have to suck a dick or two. Right. Um, but it's where, called the casting couch for a reason. That's yeah. right, the casting couch. Which sure, is, that's fine in idea, porno and wait, Hollywood, but, but it seems to happen at McDonald's. Right, well, but that's the thing is the idea behind the casting couch and the reason it exists as a terminology is that the woman is somehow in there. She's talentless except she gives a good blowjob and she works her way up sex. But, it's, but the way that we've been taught is it's almost like an empowering idea. Whereas it's really just 
the power dynamic where you're being taken advantage of because Absolutely. you're new and they have the power and so they're saying suck my dick or you're not going to get this role as opposed to I want to suck dick because I want to get ahead there's kind of a di- ha, ha, but I'm just, so there's a but there's the, the mentality yeah, there's is that the Madonna whore society played out thing but, yeah. and then, but then sociologically and what, where we've been grown and what we've been told it's just it's, it's accepted because it's a thing I think the fact that matters like I think now that we have a turning point going on between the sexes is that you're realizing that males have been raised in rape culture and just even what we were talking about with like the tequila stories as I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh my oh, god I almost got raped but, but here's Twice. the thing is that women have been taught to be subservient and get married and your husband can do whatever he wants it's not rape if it's your husband well that's not true false because you might not want to have sex yeah. and he might force you to do that but legally it's been okay for years and years and usually it's you know the rule of thumb men used to be able to beat their wives with a stick that was no bigger than the width of their thumb. Yeah. And, even- and so if you had big beefy thumbs, but that's the thing is it's a word, it's a phrase that exists. So like we're all being like, me too, me too. Yeah, me too since the 1700s. Me too since women existed. There's been a power dynamic that we're finally trying to acknowledge. It's like, yeah, we've been saying it yeah. forever. I, I've been, I am appreciating that the fact that there have been a lot of people now, like today, it's like every day somebody is fallen from grace. Like today, <laughs> yeah, Matt, you heard about Matt, Matt Lauer Matt got Lauer. axed from the Today Show. The first good-looking guy to Matt. be accused yeah. of sexual misconduct. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, he was and like... You know who else? Wow. Garrison Keillor. Oh, from... Yeah, from... You're lying. Yeah. I don't know, no. I was reading about that on my way here. NPR's Garrison Keeler? Yeah, he Minnesota Public Radio. Yep. It's he's not seems, alive anymore, is he? Yes, he is. He, he just retired. Yeah. He retired from Lake Wobegon. Yeah. He didn't die. Okay. It seems the most uh, innocent. If you know, if his story is even like kind of true, definitely the most innocent of the accusations. Uh, he he claims his hand just <laughs> went to the wrong area. Like if she came over to hug me. And I go to hug her at a particular safe area, and she suddenly bends down to hug me, and now I'm wrapped around one of her boobs. Well, that that sounds like that sort of thing. Like that it sounds like, like the a George bad, Bush. A bad, no, George Bush. The George Bush with great. grabbing the asses because he's in a wheelchair. I had so a he's like, I'm grabbing my that hair. just made Hip it easier. Area yeah. is right. Yeah. There's a difference was, between this and this, though. He was doing too much explaining to that article. Right. If I actually uh, grab, you know, there, and then my hand is just there, but if there's like a sort of a double pump with the fingers. That's that's Yeah, that's Yeah, that their second one's definitely an intentional grab, and the first one is yeah. questionable. Miss the, the thing that the thing that just astounds me though is that <laughs> all of a sudden we're like, oh look, we're acknowledging this, but it wasn't even. It was what 1912 that we got the vote. 1920. Or 1920, and so we haven't. It's only been a hundred years since we've been thought of as people that can think. As we weren't. Women haven't way. been taught to read. We're. This is all recent stuff. Suddenly we're like, oh yeah, women you can't just get credit cards until yeah. 1975. But, it's it's 
It's insane. There's so many ways that women have been subjugated. I uh, that might have been a good decision. Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing too is that are women able to ca- to control their own finances? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In, in the, but that's the thing. The idea in the past that you, you, your father's property Bankruptcy and you have a existed dowry, long before women but, had access to the. But career. in the in the structure, it was that we all sort of was like we were like American values, Christianity, marriage, horseshit stuff. Exactly. But but the whole thing is that women were, there was a thing like men took care of you. You went from your father's house to your husband's house with a dowry so that you had some work. Because you, of course, on your own are just yeah. a big walking well, while, vagina that makes babies and baby cook. While we're talking up. about it, everything in the world has changed since then. I mean, Fair enough. you know, all those Fair rules that, that, that applied under uh, were in a time where you could have one job and buy a house. Right. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, and six kids. Uh, it was a whole different... Everything was different. We've been pulling at the threads of this sweater long enough that to even right. make comparisons right. is just... We're, we're too absurd. We live You're, in a different I, world now. I, you know? I completely Well, agree. I mean, there's definitely... And, and, and on that note, update the whole, you know, mis- sexual think, misconduct. Yeah. Yeah. I think the fact that matters is just like a lot of, you know, women and minorities were getting tired. Yeah, and fucking tired and I think also what probably lit a fire to our asses is like the administration and like the fact of like not being not being able to get um, uh, an, e- an even wage with men right right That's the ERA was never passed we still have, have no legislation that says that men and we- women need to be paid Equal equally pay. in the workforce right because they, they hold it over our heads and they go well women just aren't very good negotiators false so but th- I but the thing is I was taught to be not be a good negotiator right. Right, I wasn't right, supposed right. to ask for whole, more money. Yeah. I didn't know it was like, I didn't know that when you get a job, you have to ask for as much as you can because you're only going to get two or three percent a year after that. You're not going to get any big bump, even when you're knowledge. So if you feel like, anyways, I, I was, I've been in the workforce differently than men, and I feel like I was trained, and especially as a teacher, it was like, this is what you make. You can't negotiate. You make this pittance, and. This is what you make, and you better be happy about it because being a teacher is a really, you know, great whatever. And you know, I made twenty-four thousand dollars my first year out of school, and I had a, I had a BA, and I had a teaching credential, I had an advanced degree, and I made twenty-four thousand dollars, and I just didn't even question it. And so I've never made more than thirty-six thousand dollars ever in a year in my life because I'm a woman, and I was married anyways, and my husband made tons of money, so why would I care? Kind of thing. But this is just shopping money, right? Exactly, right? But and that's why you would never give a bitch a credit card back in those days because she has no idea how to do money. She has no concept of money because why, why would she have a concept of money when her father takes care of her and she doesn't earn any money? When, and it's, the, all, when it's actually the opposite, when men don't actually know how to take care no, of, I mean, it's mostly men that fall into bankruptcy or, you know, it's sometimes if the woman is, you know, in the household, you know, the wife would be like, well, why are you spending your money on frivolous things when we could be saving more, blah, blah, blah. Women are better negotiators. And we are better, I, I feel, economically, because I, I just feel like... It depends like- if, you have, if we have children or not, because then we're taking care of that other person. Well, and ourselves. But I, I know some people Well, then you have, have more hands-on, the shopping, the actual expenses, the guy coming in to fix the stuff, like... Except, you know, except, in, the, di- except in nowadays, where we've taught men to be entitled little fuckballs that don't have to do anything yeah, because one of my one of my buddies her the her baby daddy Uh-oh. takes 
advantage of her like okay he works but he doesn't pay the rent and then the money disappears and I try to keep telling her I'm like he's he on like cocaine he sounds like a scumbag he's a scumbag but she takes care of everybody she's amazing and just just the sweetest and most amazing as human a, being as a dateless man this is particularly angering uh, right you know? exactly <laughs> that see that would, would you date someone with a kid you wouldn't have a problem with that yeah, I've so I'm 50. I, there are my, who doesn't have you know what woman doesn't have a kid at my people have been I, in college people had kids like it's not <laughs> okay. this new thing you know it's like I you know yeah but the fact that matter that she has to take care of a grown ass man she takes See, care of a grown ass man that's where I draw the line I've done that before and boy was I stupid that was <laughs> one and done no no where he, no when I'm like paying for his rent oh no that's oh bad. yeah. No, yeah. This no, is, yeah, they have, to, they have to. Well, there was. I've. I know some early seedy men. One of my other incredibly great friends had an ex-boyfriend who just. He was one of those guys that didn't have any concept of other people's money. So he took. He, he went to Best Buy and he used her credit oh, no. to buy this whole yeah four thousand dollar TV thing. But then what he did is he took it back, and then he got the money, got the money. and sold it. Sold and bought a bunch of. Drugs, but then he didn't sell the drugs. Yeah, okay. He didn't sell the drugs. He did the drugs. So he owed her four grand for like four years. She was on his ass. They finally they broke up. She and this was when they were together. And she was like, finally, she was like, I can't do this anymore. So, she, but she was always like, I don't want to leave my Kayleen. Blah blah blah. I can't she get a finally, second date, and that shit took four years. Right, exactly. Break. And so then she <laughs> was still. I don't think she ever saw her four grand again. And but the way that she like that. explained it to me is, she said, you know, some guys just don't have a concept of your money. They just sort of like... They don't get it. There's certain people that just take advantage of you monetarily and don't even see it as a problem. They just don't even get it. That, I find that, that to be bullshit. Mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, exactly. if I took their money, they fucking get exactly. it. You know? that, yeah. that was crackish. You yeah, yeah. crackish. So, yeah, I used to be a drug dealer, okay? So, it's like, if it's no big deal, then give me the money. You know? It's, right. it's like, I don't have, well, what's the big deal? If it's no big deal, then show up with the fucking money. You know, that, that argument works both ways. If it's not a big deal, then bring it but she then should. somehow as women i don't know if it's a woman thing or but we're taught to still yes, put it up so with it nurture and nurture it. and care and for them to say oh i'll never do it Coddle again them. this is the last time i mean how many oh, women are beaten by their boyfriends husbands and they so look at the nfl ladies mm -hmm. they still marry these guys they got a black eye at the wedding you know they're like oh, well no, i i, I dated a, an abused woman and uh you know she divorced one guy and married the other and it's like well you know, the first guy was poor and not that great looking. Like the second guy, although he treated me bad, you know, he, he was rich and good looking. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. So, so mm. like there was still like the bad treatment didn't change, but other stuff did. The economics did. Uh, yeah. And she was like, well, you know, what, what more could I hope for than to also get a good, to have, finally have a good looking guy. That's you know? sad. It, it's, it kind of is, but. You know, we know in life you don't really get everything you want all the time. You do make compromises. So you just get bitch slapped. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that's out there, too. With like these NFL ladies, like, you know, I, I was jokingly saying the woman bitching about uh, being cheated on by uh, Tiger Woods. 
Right. And it's like, well, that Home Depot manager that you were dating right before him would cheat on you too. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you've got a the best looking, most popular, richest dude oh, I, in the world. I, the I was taught. Yeah, but, first but of I was, all, I everyone was, taught, was trained to want that. I was taught you know. that it's only sexual harassment if they're ugly. <laughs> That, that, oh, was, that was what was behind my Matt Lauer comment exactly. about it's like only, the first good-looking guy but to that's get charged what I was, with this That's stuff. what I was taught. That's what I was taught is that wow. it's only sexual harassment. Otherwise, it's flirting. That's like if there's a oh, guy wow. at work and he's good-looking and well, he fucks with you, you should, then it's flirting. But if it's if it's a guy who... Well, also, so when I worked at Ethan Allen, there was a guy who would sexually kind of harass me, but he wasn't above me. He was... We were probably like it's on the always. same level. We were peers. Um, and he would make comments about like if I was on a ladder and I was wearing a skirt he'd like get he'd say things like about thongs or about he said one time about he'd like a bacon thong or something he's like something it was kind of it was kind of gross but he was um, ugly that's just creepy and it was kind of creepy but I was like bacon thong yeah I was just like I was like how about I was like how about we not talk about I was like how about we not talk about me on a ladder at all in any capacity and and it's it stopped. I didn't have to go to anybody higher up and say anything. But put your foot I, down. But I made but I made a joke about it at the t- time, and I think I still have. Is that, you know, it was only sexual harassment because he was ugly. Like if he was good looking, I would have been like, look at him flirting. That's so silly. Like if he was like a. Well, there's something to that uh, in uh, uh, Mad About You that sitcom from, the from way back when. Yeah. Fertilizer. Yeah. So. Uh, so to, in this one episode, they're they're like, look, we met each other on like mutual depression, and now we're married. And it's like, do you think you could pick me up today? So they go to a bar, and she like sits somewhere else, and he has to like go up there and talk to her and like pick her up. And he's coming with the old cheesy lines, you know. And she's like, ah, oh, well, and just keeps on walking away from. Him. And then some really good-looking guy comes with the same cheesy line, and she's like, oh well, yes, I do come here often. Blah, 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 blah. Right, right, like, yeah. like. He, he, there is that from the man's perspective there is that sort of thing yeah like a good looking guy does that no problem you know it's Matt it's, Lauer. it's it's a regular guy doing it so it's nice to see Matt Lauer a good looking guy go get, down go down yes yeah because yeah, they've all been ugly and they all do it and that's where the not so good looking not so confident guys get the hints like damn he does that and they, they love it so maybe I'll try it sure you well know. no it's the same rant that I'll go through all the time so we're, about about like Vince we're just Vaughn. mimicking the, the you know right but that's the thing is that Vince Vaughn is giving people the him. wrong idea he's a schlubby <laughs> ugly guy who's in his 50s who gets to date in the movies where like he suddenly has to choose between two 24 year old girls two he's not the only girls one girls are fighting over him right but he's like it's the same thing it's like John constantly 50 something year old guys have a 20 something year old like love Clint interest Eastwood or whatever and they're like you even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David I'm like how's this old guy getting all these young bras right, right. like well, seriously but it's the same thing that that new show and I, I don't like it I watched one episode and I was like fuck the show it's called flaked on oh yeah and it. i watched one episode and i'm like fuck this guy fuck will arnett you 50 something oh look at your bod when you're 50 something fuck you you've got two 23 you got a 22 year old and a 24 year old hot hot girl and both of them are like oh you're so amazing will arnett fuck you for giving guys the and his schlubby buddy friend i gotta write like, me a script fuck them why are they giving people the idea that they can fucking date 24 you know what Fuck you. 24-year-old girls should be going after 24-year-old guys. How come they're not going after 40-year-old chicks? 
right. There are a lot of single forty-year-old chairs who look really, actually look look. Some of them look, look better than twenty-year-old. But, yeah, but, but the ones, thing is, is that the fifty-year-old guy, he's done with talking to women. He just wants a hot young piece of ass who's pretty and too dumb and just likes everything he says and thinks, "Wow, he's really great. He's so." Con-. And this guy is a loser guy on the fucking show. He's an and it's like recovering alcoholic. Right, and it's like yeah. you're a loser, and then you give people hope because regular <laughs> schlubby guy who has shitty job is going and going like, "Yeah, I could get the 24-year-old hot waitress." Dude, it's it's uh, for me. I used to be they're selling alcoholic. they're selling the fantasy to us loser guys who have an otherwise miserable life. Right. <laughs> no, but the fantasy is the fact that people take in that fantasy and put in their reality thinking that this is something real that they can actually do when it's not and also the fact of the matter that you know it's showing the fact that women over the age of 40 are not that attractive and you know there's it's still that whole stereotype of like you know i gotta get the younger chick because younger right. chicks are much better looking than like yeah, the woman the, over their 40s or 50s yeah the is, not on the menu concept right. like they gotta like last you know the last fuckable day the yeah, Schumer which skit. is totally oh, false, I, and I think, and this this plays into the fact of the Me Too, you know, where the fact of like all these, you know, you have to be young in order to be sexually harassed. You know, <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. No, you don't have to be young. Oh, I, you just, I, I was sexually harassed the other day on the street because of the outfit I was wearing. I wore a cute, weird outfit, and. I kind of looked like a roller derby girl without roller skates, but I was covered up like I was wearing, I was wearing orange nylons with knee-high socks this over the norm. This to me. Right, so orange nylons, orange nylons with orange and black knee-high stockings on top of those, and then I had on uh, a little pair of, was I wearing like some, some kind of like little hot pants shorts, but I was covered, and then I wore um, a tank top that was sequined, and I had my bomber jacket on top of that, and I was just walking, and... I was harassed by so many dudes. Like a guy pulled his car over and said, he pulled his car over in the the Tenderloin and he says to me, how do I get to the Bay Bridge? And I said, you're in a big truck. You obviously have a smartphone. What are you, (laughs) ask the phone. Why are you talking to me? Why are you hollering? And he's like, come here. Oh, hell Come no. here. I'm like, Mm-mm. no. That shit what don't are work. You, why are you even talking to me? Yelling at me from a car. So, so it happened like four like I'm times. A right. And like I'm a prostitute. There were, but four times I was stopped by men um, saying, like, commenting in some way and, like, in. Just being nasty. Well, not, I mean, yeah, there was, it was, it was cat calls. It wasn't like the one guy who said, uh, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. It wasn't a compliment like that, like a clever compliment. It was like, I put my hand in your butt or stuff like, you know, like weird shit that I was getting yelled at me. Just and whistling too. What? Look at that. And I'm like, which is why I never, and I'm completely covered. See, this is, oh, see, this is why it doesn't matter what you wear. It does not matter if you're wearing something short or busty or covered up. And hot sh- in shorts? No, but when I but when I walk down the street like this, I, no one says anything to me. But if I was wearing, it's just it's when I show my legs, like when I show them, even when they're covered, shown, and they're still, it's I don't I don't understand. But people 
And when I, so I get to the bar later in the day and I tell my friend, I say, oh, this happened. I can't, guys can't stop screaming at me on the fucking street today. And my friend Katie, she goes, she goes, well, you are dressed like that. <laughs> I'm like, fucking fair enough. I mean, I'm wearing orange and that stuff. And it was, it was the week before um, Halloween. So I felt like it was bright. fine. You're bright. I was bright. I You're was like bright. rainbow bright. Yeah. You weren't like busty. You were just bright. I don't have any bust I don't have boobs so I can't be busty like it's just I don't understand why men think that hey girl when you're in your car that it's okay hey psst, hey yeah, girl yeah, come here yeah, oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna come up to your car we'll stranger danger stranger well, fucking look hold on do you think on, I'm a prostitute down, like I get up. it if I was come a here. prostitute like for real like what kind of man are you punk ass bitch I hate that shit I hate that and shit and everybody so knows that the prostitutes are on Shotwell in 19th between <laughs> Shotwell well, in 19th and 20th. So, and if I'm not on those two corners, don't fucking pull over and talk to me. Don't fucking pull over, period. Well, those girls actually do want you to well, pull they over because it's their job. Them hoes, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have hoes. no I, sex workers. All, I wish it was legal, kids. I wish, <laughs> I wish we could empower people to use that as a way to make money and secure their lifestyle of their choice. That would make me happy for Look, that to be It's already safe, called the oldest profession. Right. I mean, we can no longer be in denial that it is work in, in uh, work. Uh, that it's is real work. Su- you know, Absolutely. supply and demand. Uh, yeah. It's right well, in there, the capitalist doctrine, I'll, uh, that I'll, it should be the most legal thing. We'll, we'll close out the AltaCast um, with me promoting my new story that it actually t- dovetails into this. I'm currently writing a story for Tim's Tesseract, which is timstesseract.com and uh, it's a new website that uh, Pervert Fervor and Tim Pizza have put together. And so the story's called called Jane Six, and it's San Francisco, the year 2222, and women in the Ten Lawn uh, have three choices. They can be a sexer, a breeder, or a host, and wow. they have to choose. And um, so the first two, st- the first story was released yesterday, and then the second one will come out. They're going to be weekly installments on the website. So Damn. go, um, it's it's super famous. And he told me when he wanted me to write for this, he goes, Pam, you know, I really want you to write something cool, but like. I don't want it to be political. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he says, like, you know, make it in the future with, like, aliens or some shit. I'm like, all right, I'll put it. But, of course, it's completely political. It's completely yeah. feminist. I was going to say. women in the future only have three choices, a sexer, a breeder, or a host. And then one of them sort nothing of breaks out. Nothing political about that. Nothing political about that. Not at all. In the year 2220. It's after the water years, the water wars of 2121. So there's, I've, I've got some weird details that are kind of come out. There's Damn. no cats left in the world because Uh-oh. they were all the first alien invasion thought the cats they were like the perfect food source for them so the any cats sounds like utopia now but that's for me it's the worst right but so these girls have no idea what cats are and one of them finds a book anyways it's i mix she's like a book they have they had books it's very it's it's very futuristic and and weird but it's totally political women don't know how to read imagine that um just like black just like yeah just like now uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on the Altcast today. Thank you so much, Matthew Quirk, for Thank being here. LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hey, thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Uh, coming up next, Some Call Me Tim special guest, Alyssa Westerlund. Yeah! Some Call Me Tim. We talk about uh, what people believe in, whether that be God, gods, cats, aliens, 
conspiracy theories, the hatred of men, the loving of men, the not wearing of bras, the, the, the acceptance of culture, whatever. We're just going to talk. We talk for an hour. It's a lot of fun. And hopefully at three o'clock, I'm going to have Halpy Klein in. He's from Pittsburgh Magazine, a buddy of mine from college. He writes for Food Magazine now. Oh, and uh, talk to him on, you put your weed in there. Talk to him about uh, cooking food and weed. Hopefully he'll be here at three o'clock. So thanks again for everybody for being here on the AltaCast. Uh, we'll see you. I won't see you for the two weeks. She'll be gone in Cabo. I'm going to be she in be, Cabo. She's going to come back out. black. I'm going to come back tan. <laughs> I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew, so I tan pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, She'll I don't like freckle and burn. I, I sort of burn and then tan. I freckle and burn. So, yeah. I, What's that I'm, like? I'm lucky. <laughs> I know that, too. We got the two gingers in the house in the hizzy. I used to dye my hair red because I wanted to be one of your people. Uh, <laughs> I know. Cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. For years I did it. I was Does a terrible person. Does the collar match the cuff? Yeah, it just it, it, it Love didn't me at some all. Uh, thanks goes for being here. Uh, stay tuned for some Call Me Tim. See you next week. Bye. Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, Vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcast6.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Yeah. If you're looking
looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio. Go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. an underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. 
Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High time story time, volume one, now available on Amazon.
Please keep in mind that although she is part of the problem, she did not create the bill, nor has she signed it yet. It is hoped she will do the I'll read the address, or if you're in Oklahoma, I don't, if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks, go give her a visit. Uh, it's the Oklahoma State Capitol, it's at 2300 North Lincoln Boulevard, room 212 in Oklahoma City. I can send her a postcard even. Uh, it's Oklahoma City, okay, 73105. Call on the phone, 405-521-2342. Again, that's 405-521-2342. Let your voice be heard. If you have a fax machine and you feel like sending a fax, why not do that? The fax number is 405-521-3353. And uh, then they have a quote from Susan B. Anthony, as there should be, I guess, in a lot of places. Uh, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for the success of a party that ignores her sex. And that's from 1872, a long time ago. The debate over our right to choose what's best for our bodies and our future will most likely outlive us. But we fight because it's what our foremothers and forefathers did for us, and it's what we must do for our daughters and their daughters. It's been said in different ways that anti-choice legislation will never end abortions. They will only create unsafe abortions. Be sure we are hashtag not going back to the alley. And not going back is the only part of the hashtag to the alleys after that. 
here are 13 large and small reproductive rights organizations and social media groups to visit slash support. They can offer information and or discussion about women's rights and laws against women. Uh, Planned Parenthood, Narrow, which I hugely support. I also support Planned Parenthood, but Narrow more so. Uh, Pro-Choice America. Now, National Organization for Women, uh, NAF, which is the National Abortion Federation, RH Reality, UniteWomen.org, Abortion.com, that's glad that exists, uh, Fight Laws Against Women, We Are Fuse, and that's F-U-S-E, Abigail Adams Brigade, Pro-Choice Liberals, Stop Patriarchy Now, and Center for Reproductive Rights, also those last two, yes. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute is an excellent source of women's reproductive data and current legislation. Many thanks to Meteor Blades for reporting this news and for his continued pro-choice advocacy for women's reproductive rights. You can read the story here and they have a link to that. And so we march on and we are hashtag not going back. And you can find all the links to all these organizations on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash weekly rev. I think it's time for some more music. There's another song that was performed and it's kind of angry, but also has a nice uh, beat to it. So play this music and then we'll be back with some more stories, some positive and some Mm, uh, we'll, 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 we'll find ways to, to make it positive. Yeah, my name is John Neffel, and I am an independent journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm the co-host of a daily podcast called Radio Dispatch, and I've got a new story in the book. to be seduced want a woman to take me out to dinner for two like to see her eyes get moody flirting with the thought of what flirting ought to do like to be real cool let her think about getting little me in bed here's a chat about magna carta Something I'm a politely falls slightly if she tried to find my knee. But I'm relatively certain I'd compromise if I know me. I want to be seduced. Want a woman to talk to me suggestively. To hear her say she'll be with me tomorrow morning Drinking hot jasmine tea Wanted to make me laugh Make a point of touching me when she talks Leaving all the jealous men in the jar To mumble in the beer and gunk I know it only happens when I'm napping, not in a reverie Did I find myself a woman who wouldn't mind seducing me? Only happens when I'm 
back. Oh, and that is loud. Does it feel like I'm right in your ear? Does it feel like I'm right next to you? Does it feel like I'm inside you? Because I am. I'm deep in your soul. I'm deep in your heart. Um, this is really loud. Like, is there something going on? Is there a reason why it sounds like this? Uh, it's the audience. Maybe somebody in the audience wants to listen to loud music. We probably have deaf listeners. Hmm. Those are the best kind. You can make mistakes. Hmm. So anyway, um, on tonight's Regarding Sex with Spicy Spice, um, we've had an interesting beginning, and um, we're moving right along through to the middle. And um, I'm very excited tonight because I have a wonderful, beautiful guest here in my studio audience. And... Um,
grab something from them. They need it. Two more songs. This one's called Holy Ass. Thank you guys.
song's called Deathless, if you know it, come up here. Thank you again for coming out.
name of the band. So we were just listening to Not My Show. And that was a great band. And we're going to come back and we'll tell you what band that was. I'm a dick. <laughs> I need to go look at the thing. We're at Fender's on a Saturday and it's fun. You should come here because uh, Counter Offer has delicious food and Greg is a great chef. Uh, we'll be back with the next band and I'll tell you who that band was after I ask them permission to be able to play them on the radio. This is not my show, bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th, from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody
Mr. Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. What is flat? Black plastic. What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, 
crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. Download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live stream 
streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there.